You're listening to the Gospel Project for Students Weekly Leader Training, helping you lead your students in their journey through the storyline of Scripture. Welcome to the Gospel Project for Students Leader Training. I'm Drew Dixon. I am one of the team leaders at Lifeway Students in Nashville, and uh, we are in Unit 32, Session 3 of the Spring Quarter, and uh, this this session is titled, The Church is United in the Gospel. We're going to be looking at 1 Corinthians 1 and then also uh, John 17. And so this, this session is all about unity. God unites the church through the gospel. That's our main point. God unites the church through the gospel. And here's this really, a really simple truth that I think we need to sort of beat <laughs> into our heads and, and uh, help our students understand and embody and that's this reality that like we're better together, right? The church needs to be united. We can't be divided over things that don't matter. And that's what we want to do constantly. We want to find little things that don't matter that much and and make a really 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 big deal about them and and separate from each other over them. We need to to unite around the gospel. We can do so much more together. Um Think about it. Think about some projects you've tried to do on your own that you realize, man, I've got, I've got to get someone to help me. Um, for your, this happens to your students actually more than than you might think. Um, they set out to 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 fix something that's broken, uh, <laughs> whether it's like like their phone or or their um, you know uh, something in the house that they broke, or or set out to to um, you know fix a, a, a project, um, there's so often that we, we realize, or like a video game, think about that. Students try to beat a video game and just keep beating their heads against the wall. You know what they're going to do eventually? They're eventually going to go like, um, somebody help me here. I'm going to go find someone who's done this before. Uh, we do this all the time. We'll go find someone. We finally get to the point where we're desperate, like, I can't do this on my own. I have to call for help. It happens to me all the time with, with household projects. When I try to fix stuff around my house um, or fix stuff on my bike, I'm a big, big cyclist. Um, eventually, I get to the point where I'm so frustrated where I finally go, okay, I need, I need, I need help. Um, let's not do that. Let's not get to the point of desperation and frustration. Let's start with an attitude that says, God intends us to live out our faith in the context of community. God intends us to live out and spread the gospel together. We're better together. We just are. We need each other. Uh, and we need to think about the ways that God calls us to share the mission that he's given us. The way he calls us to lean on each other for help and strength and direction in the mission he's given us. The mission that God's given us is too big for us. Um, it's too big for us in the sense that we can't do it on our own. We need God. We need God's guidance and direction, but we also need each other. Um, every person in your church is a gift from God to you to help you grow. And you need them, and they need you. So let's get in the game and think about ways God could use us to serve and encourage and love and unite with the people in our church, the people in our um, our communities, the people in your group, the students in your group. How can your students support each other? And here's the cool thing about the gospel. Like the gospel calls all different kinds of people from all different kinds of backgrounds to come together and do life. I mean, think about this. Like the gospel was in in the, in the first century. The gospel is calling together Jews and Gentiles, people who not only didn't trust each other and didn't know each other, but kind of thought each other were like crazy, um, and and doing life the completely wrong way. I mean. Gentiles in the ancient world would have looked at Jews and said, like, you guys have one God? Uh, that's weird. 
why would anyone just have one god when there's all these other gods in in, in the Roman pantheon? Uh, and a Jew would look at a, a Gentile and go like, you serve multiple gods? That's really gross and messed up, and you're unclean, and there's all these things that are wrong with your way of your, your lifestyle. And those are the people that are doing life together in Corinth, right? Those are the people that are doing life together in the early church. And and it worked. You know why it worked? It doesn't mean it worked all the time. I mean, there were lots of problems. Don't get me wrong. There were lots of problems in the church at Corinth. There was a lot of division. There was a lot of arguments about what kind of Christian you should be. Um, but it still worked. And God was still glorified. Um, and, and the gospel kept going forward. And God, and God used Paul to help correct some of those divisions, right, in the church at Corinth. Um, and it worked, and they were united around the gospel, even though they were so diverse, and there were people of so many different opinions and ideas and, and so forth, because God's at work in the world, and they're at work in the church. He is in the business of reconciling broken people to himself, but he's also in the business of reconciling broken people to each other, people who divide over all kinds of things. He's in the business of exposing our silly divisions, the things that we never should have divided over in the first place, so that we can see them and say, you know what? I'm going to live for Jesus. I'm going to prioritize him and his mission. And I'm not going to let these second and third tier things that aren't first tier things uh, cloud my vision and my purpose. So challenge your students this week. How could we unite around the gospel? Um, what do we need? What stereotypes do we need to reject in order to think about others in a way that matches their true identity in Christ? If we really saw ourselves primarily as children of God through Jesus, how might that help us overcome the little things that divide us, like where we go to school or or what sport we play or um, our or our race or how much money we have or um, you know our particular moral convictions about certain things, like. God wants us to have strong moral convictions. That's an important part of what the Bible teaches. But are there convictions that we have that we're making a bigger deal out of than we really should, that are dividing us and keeping us from being able to have close relationships with, with each other and keeping us maybe even from, from living on mission? Um, so let's fight against the temptation to divide. And instead, let's pray for unity in the church. And let's pray in such a way that we ask God to help us be a part of the unification process. God, use me, use my students, use us to bring unity to this church, to promote the gospel, and not to promote our names and our agenda and our reputation. Let God be glorified. Thanks for listening to the Gospel Project uh, Leader Training Podcast. And if you have any other questions or, or, or need any more resources regarding the Gospel Project, you can find those at gospelproject.com.